Welcome to Tell Us Where It Hurts, a conversation around health, well-being, and the many ways people across Central Indiana are offering a helping hand. I'm your host, Chris Kirshner, and today's conversation is about the mental health impact of coming out for the LGBTQ community. People don't always understand or support who we are as human beings and simply for our sexual orientation or gender identity. This has been studied. If there is one affirming adult in an LGBTQ kid's growing up experience, their likelihood of turning to drugs, alcohol, experiencing depression, anxiety, considering suicidality, drops dramatically. Joining me for this conversation, Dr. Mike Giffen. Dr. Giffen was born, raised, and trained throughout the Hoosier State. He received his medical degree from Marion University College of Osteopathic Medicine in Indianapolis, followed by a family medicine residency in Fort Wayne. Dr. Giffen currently resides in Indianapolis, where he practices at Family Medicine and Pediatric Care Geist, part of Community Physician Network, where he sees patients of all ages. He has a special interest in LGBTQ health, including HIV prevention and hormone therapy, and believes in the importance of primary care, taking care of all facets of health for all individuals. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Chris. So generally speaking, we as a country are more accepting of people who identify as LGBTQ+. You would agree with that? Correct. Still have a little ways to go, though. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So has the notion of feeling safe, though, changed when we're talking about coming out? Do do people feel safer in that space? Yeah, so we are seeing a, a vast improvement year after year of kind of that safe, inclusive, accepting uh, societal kind of acceptance that that um, LGBTQ plus people exist and that we have you know rights and and we have um, a place at the table. Um, so uh, you know, as years go on, I see uh, kind of from a, a standpoint with patients, I see patients coming out kind of earlier, and, and their coming out stories are a little um, ha- or, or they're happier and they're they're not as um, terrifying and not as uh, oppressive as they used to be. And and we see kind of really good stories coming out instead of really bad stories that kind of used to happen. Um, so overall, things are improving. I would say, you know, that's kind of a, a vast generalization. And we still see these terrible cases where people come out and they get kicked out of their, their home and they get disowned by their family still. Um, so overall, really you know, a good uh, trend where coming out is is getting uh, more accepted and and, and the experiences are becoming a little better and and easier, um, but still not 100% by any means across the board. Yeah. Occasionally, we'll see um, someone of influence, an athlete or or someone in the entertainment industry who will come out um, and the media will cover it. how is your mental health affected, though, a person's mental health affected by what they see and hear when they see stories like that or the opposite when they see stories of, you know, to what you mentioned, when people are not as kind um, to those who are just trying to say this is who I am? Yeah, those stories are super important. So the people that come out that are famous and that are that people know their name and they, they know them from like TV shows and they know them from, you know, uh, different sport um, groups, uh, you know, it's it's normalizing that. It's normalizing. It's like, oh, I, I've seen this person on TV a million times. I know them like, oh, they're out now. Like it's normalizing that it's it's, it's normal to be, you know, part of this community and that um, the world's accepting them, I guess. Um, and, you know, for a young person that's closeted, not out yet, afraid to tell their family. The fact that maybe their favorite like basketball player just came out and that they can connect with that and they can um, 
share similarities with someone they idolize and, and they look up to um, is super, super important. Um, social media and, and, and media and just society in general plays so much on our mental health. We, we take away so much from what we see and what we, what we experience. Um, and society really, really plays a, a, a big role in that in mental health. Um, you know, if we're not included, if we're not um, shown on TV, if, you know, if we're kind of just swept under the rug, it's kind of hard to come out. It's kind of hard to be, hey, here I am. This is this is me. If, if you don't have any other people to kind of associate with and, and kind of be a part of a group with. What is the biggest fear, do you think, or what do you hear is the biggest fear? Is, is it being ostracized? Is it not being accepted? I'm, I imagine, you know, your family, first of all, the people that are most important to you, and then and maybe if you're at school or maybe if you're at work, talk to me about what you hear from patients or or what you know from your own experience about what's that process like? Yeah, so so coming out is uh, kind of this big event for everyone in the LGBTQ plus community just because a, a lot of the community members have been kind of like ruminating on this and, and been dealing with this for years and years. Some people, it's been the majority of their lives. They've just been kind of keeping this a secret. Um, and this is a big part of our lives. It's our relationships. It's who we are. Um, and it's hiding a, a, a decent big chunk of our life from kind of everyone we know, our family, our friends, um, society in general. Um, so coming out's huge. It's really just saying, this is who I really am. Like, you don't know the full part of me. And, and this is, this is all of me. So it's kind of scary to say that because you don't know, you know, if things will change with relationships, you don't know if people will accept you. You don't know if people will continue to be your friend or if, you know, you'll be invited to Thanksgiving dinner again with your family. You don't know if you'll be invited to Christmas dinner with your family. You just, you don't know if, if things will stay the same, even though you're still you. It's, it changes so much. That's a lot to carry around. It is. It is. Is the is the hope that we get to a point where coming out is not a big deal, where you don't even have to come out, right? I, I saw a social media post recently, and it, and it was a, um, a gentleman who said, you know, I came out to my family on this date. I came out to my employees on this date. I came out to, um, you know, friends on this date. I got a new job. I came out. You know what I mean? He, he listed it. And at the end, he said, wouldn't it be great to be a time when I don't ever have to do any of that? You know what I mean? I'm just who I am. Is that is that the yeah. goal, ultimately? Correct. Correct. It's inclusivity. So being included to the point where it's not expected that you're straight or that you're, you know, your gender identity is, it matches up with, you know, what you were assigned at birth. It's, it's, it's exactly that. You don't have to come out. You don't have to, like, it's it's ex- not expected that you're straight. It's not expected that you're you're different, I guess. So, uh, correct. That's that's kind of the goal is, is, is just being included to the point where it's not that we have to come out. It's just we're here. Well, according to Mental Health America, 3.9 million individuals who identify as LGBTQ plus have a mental illness. All right. So how can we as a nation, how can we as a state, how can we as communities – uh, make mental health in the LGBTQ plus community more of a priority. Yeah, yeah. So mental health is uh, complicated. It it is. Um, you know, mental health is not like another part of health where you know if you have high blood pressure, we give you a pill, it's fixed. It's simple. Um, it's it's not like that with mental health. Mental health, there's a lot of background. There's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of stuff that goes into mental health. So we can't just give you a pill and your life gets magically better. It just doesn't work that way. Um, there's a lot of things with mental health uh, that plays into it. So we already talked about some of it. Society, just kind of foundational things. So do you have housing? Do you have food? Do you have do you have family and support? Like all those things play into mental health. So that's kind of the groundwork that we need to work on first. Um, because again, if you just 
work on mental health and, and life is terrible, it, it, it's not going to really fix anything. It doesn't really do anything. So there's a whole kind of foundation that we have to work on um, before really mental health can even be addressed. Let's talk about recognizing some of those some of those key things, because when you talk about, you know, when you don't feel like you're included or, or there's that whole worry, stress about coming out and, and how will people receive me when they know the full me. Right. Right. Um, so some of those things I'm thinking like depression, anxiety, all that probably plays into it. Your inability to sleep. Right. I just just to really be able to focus. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking in terms of general stress, anything you're worried about to a certain level. Those are all the things that may come to mind. Is that, is that what you, in your experience, are, would see or have seen? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's kind of across the board with mental health. So we see, you know, higher rates of depression. We see higher rates of anxiety. We see higher rates of PTSD. Um, sometimes that is from coming out and from being ostracized from your family, being kicked out of your home, um, you know, being disowned from your family and friends. We see kind of all the different uh, mental health concerns across the board um, in this community, just because of the experience we've talked about, um, and a lot of it plays into it. Um, and like you said, it, it kind of affects everything. So sleep gets affected, appetite, higher rates of like eating disorders in the LGBTQ plus uh, population. We kind of see it across the board. Just everything is affected when our mental health is affected. Yeah. So Mike, how do we support that? How, how do we as communities, how do we as the state, you know, how, how should we be supporting that? What resources should be available? Yeah. You know, what can we do? Yeah. So there's several different things. So, you know, one is uh, the improvement of societal's inclusiveness and acceptance will definitely help that. Um, as, you know, coming out and, and being yourself is less hard, um, I think we'll see kind of an improvement, improvement in mental health. And we see that with um, I've been seeing that kind of in, in patients, even myself. So usually the younger patients, if they're coming out younger and they're being accepted, you know, mental health is just not a thing for them. They're doing really well. They have no depression. They have no anxiety. Um, if they're coming out older and they've, you know, suppressed that, you know, they're gay for 30 years, mental health is a huge issue. Like anxiety typically is, is there. Depression's typically there. Um, so just the improvement of kind of societal's outlook on our population definitely is uh, one thing. Um, another thing is just resources, like you said. Um, so, you know, if you have a 16-year-old kid that just comes out um, to their parents and get kicked out, you know, they need they need support. So they need uh, housing. They need like food. They need they need all just that support and um, resources that is that foundation that we need before we can even work on other stuff. Um, so all of that's like things like housing and, and, and food and 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 uh, just other types of resources that really are necessary to just have basic life. You know, one thing I really appreciate about you in, in your practice is that you make that a priority even in, in your practice, is that, hey, I, I want you to know that you're, you can feel comfortable coming to me for your health care needs. Correct. Do we need to see more of that across the board and, and for people to know, hey, this is a safe space for your health care needs. We're going to take care of you all the way around. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my biggest thing is it's not... Um, just that I accept people. It's that I'm including people. I want I want people to know that it's safe to come to me, um, and it's it's safe to be themselves when they come to me. So I kind of have a, a little backstory. So when I was training through my education, um, you know, doctors get uh, assigned to other doctors, and we kind of like train with other people. Um, and 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 I had to come out every single time to all these different docs, and and kind of in these you know, high like situations where I was always afraid to come out like, well, this doc like accepts me? Will they like even train me after this? Will they like be like, mm, I want a different med student? Um, and the hardest part is docs would always say like, they'd always see my, like my wedding ring and they'd ask you like, oh, who's your wife? Like, what does your wife do? And it's not 
I mean, I appreciate like them like trying to learn about me, but it wasn't that they were they weren't being inclusive. So I had to come out. I had to be like, oh, well, actually, my husband does this. So every time I had to like come out and be like, uh, it was that just they, they weren't being inclusive. Like they could have been like, what does your spouse do? Like, what does your partner do? Like they they almost like set it up to the point where I had to like come out. I had to be like different and like uh, looked upon differently, I guess. So it's kind of the biggest thing is, is being inclusive and, and just saying, hey, it's safe to be you. It's safe to, you know, be different. You know, and a lot of people might not be able to make that distinct distinction between acceptance and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is, is the difference? Is it the language we're using? Correct, correct. Is that a lot of it? It's all about being an advocate. So, um, you know, acceptance is kind of like that. So when I came out to a doc and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I have a friend who's gay. Like, that's acceptance. Um, inclusiveness is is being more kind of an advocate. Like, like I just said, like, you have to say, like, oh, like, you know, what does your spouse do? What does your partner do? Kind of including everyone instead of being like, what's your wife do? And then it's I'm in- instantly ostracized. Like, I'm in- instantly having to come out. I'm instantly against kind of this big societal norm of, oh, I have a wife instead of a husband. So that's that's the big difference is really you have to kind of advocate for it versus you kind of have to just kind of be an acceptance, like, back kind of story. Inclusivity, I know, um, is a part of a lot of organizations are trying to incorporate that, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Um, And you see a lot of people now, even on their signatures, will put, as I identify as, he and him or right. she and her. And, and is that part of the language? And, and is that part of what just a small right. thing that someone can do to say, hey, you're safe here? Correct. Correct. It's really just about kind of opening that space. Um, it's kind of like when, you know, in, in the past we had those little like safe space stickers you'd put like in the window, like it's safe to be like, you know, who you are here. It's kind of like that, just like that. Um, when you say like, hey, you know, I might give and my pronouns are he, him, and his. It's really just setting that space that, hey, I'm, like, aware of this. You know, I'm accepting of this. I'm including, like, inclusive of this. So it's it's correct. Yeah, it's just, it's opening that space saying, hey, like, it's safe to be who you are around me. Do you find, um, getting back to, say, your practice and, and, and folks in the LGBTQ plus um, community, if they identify with that group, what's been some of the reaction from them to know that, oh, is there like a sense of relief that you find or is it, does some just find it, well, yeah, this is, this is just how it should be. Yeah. Every patient I see um, always come to me, comes to me and, and they're always just so relieved that they can just be themselves, that, that all this is like part of their normal care. Um, Most of these patients have been to other providers and they've been ostracized just like myself in the past, you know, they, they get to the sexual history portion. Oh, like, you know, are you sexually active? Like, like, do you use kind like it, everything's just assumed like, oh, you're a straight, you know, individual without other like personality traits and, and, and differences. Um, so just the fact that they can be themselves and that it's not like they have to like come out and tell me like, oh, like I'm actually married to a guy or I'm actually married. Like it's, it's just refreshing to them. It's refreshing that, um, you know, healthcare, it can be all inclusive and it can be, you know, just a full breadth of, of, of really good care and making sure we're, we're kind of taking care of everything instead of just being like, oh, let's just do this one thing today. And yeah, you have to come out to me later. Like, like it, it's just, it's refreshing to patients that, that they can come in and, and get good care, honestly. Let's talk a little bit about um, people of color who, um, identify as LGBTQ+, they, they may feel doubly marginalized. We've also, you know, we, we've got our own issues within healthcare um, right. for people of color. Um, so, so how do we address that 
part of the population. Yeah, I think being an advocate is a huge, uh, a huge thing. So, yeah, you are correct. So the more like different marginalized groups we're a part of, the harder it is to, to come out and to be ourselves. So uh, correct. So if you're, you know, a white, you know, gay man, it's actually pretty easy to come out nowadays. We're, we're being more accepted um, at, at higher rates. But if you're, uh, you know, transgender, it's even harder. If you're a person of color and you're gay, it's even harder. So as you add in on these groups of minority uh, classifications, it gets harder just because you don't have one thing against you. You have multiple things against you. So you're like, uh, like, how do I come out when I've got multiple things that, you know, I'm not the majority class of this. Um, and it's it's difficult. So advocacy is the biggest thing. Advocacy is, is really the utmost importance. And, and not to be redundant, but I want to make sure that it's clear to our audience that when you say being an advocate, what specifically, what are specific yeah. things I can do as an individual? Um, I don't, you know, I'm not a doctor. I, I don't work in the mental health field. I, I try to promote as much as I can. Um, or even people at home listening, thinking, well, okay, so so what can I do specifically? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all about including. So, you know, if you have that, you know, a uh, person of color who's gay at your work, you know, it's not just saying, hey, it's say, saying, hey, like, do you want to hang out? Like, do you do you have friends for things? Like, do you have friends and family to be with this, like this Thanksgiving? Like, it's all about including. So um, little, little acts of kindness and little acts of, you know, reaching out to people can make a huge difference. Also, just being an advocate and being, you know, standing up for them, uh, standing up for them and making sure that um, they're supported. Um, sometimes it's just that little act of kindness that can make a huge difference in our day uh, and that can change your life, honestly. Yeah. And those who may be listening who are in that LGBTQ plus community, there can be a fear of coming out, you know, and, and all the anxiety and the stress that goes with it. Um, so do we have resources here in central Indiana that, that people can go to and utilize um, to make that a safer space? Yeah, yeah. So um, coming out and being uh, part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, is a protected class. So if you get discriminated um, at your doctor's office or anywhere else, um, there is legal groundwork to support you. Um, and, and the two groups in town that do probably the most um, work with this population is um, Indiana Legal Services. They do a fantastic job. Um, you can really just Google their name and, and get an email. Um, and then there's also um, the McKinney Law, uh, Law School here in town. Um, they have a, a clinic that really does a, a lot of good work, too, with uh, this population. You know, your primary care doc should have uh, some really good, uh, like, counselors and, and um, resources. Um, I've got a huge list of growing network of, of counselors and therapists that are uh, LGBTQS friendly and also part of the community, um, honestly, for a lot of them. Um, there's also um, psychologytoday.com has a really good therapist finder where you can actually go in and put, like, what criteria you want in your therapist and they need to be, like, LGBTQS friendly. Like, you can do, like, if you want them to be part of the community, if you want them to be, like, a person of color, you can do, like, all those different, like, criteria and actually find different therapists in your area to kind of help find that resource, that connection, if you if you need that. But get the help if you Correct. need it. Get the help. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really yeah, appreciate all the work that you're doing. Of course. And I appreciate the conversation, Dr. Mike Giffen. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'd like to thank our guests for being part of today's discussion. And thank you for being part of our journey as we all become better listeners. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please rate and review the podcast. We love hearing from you. I'm Chris Kirshner, and this has been Tell Us Where It Hurts. Until next time.